This is the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verses 36 through 49. It can be found in your pew Bible on page 1644. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Luke. It is found on page 1644, and this is what he records. While they were still talking about this, Jesus stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see, that I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they still did not believe, they did not believe it because of joy and amazement. He asked them, do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it, and he ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Is there anyone here that's here for the first time today? We got, uh, okay, hi guys, sorry. <laughs> in advance, sorry for that. I don't do that every Sunday, but, uh, <laughs> but you never know. You, you never know. Let me ask you a question. Are there any fans of scary stories or scary movies out there? Yeah, I see some of this. Why? <laughs> I remember as a little guy, um, camping trips um, with uh, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, never with my family, but um, in those venues, there would be a time around the campfire of scary stories. And <clears throat> I gotta admit to you, I didn't sleep good after those. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't dig scary stories about ghosts and, and uh, 
there, there was one that apparently I used to tell when I was a little guy at three years old. It's called Bloody Fingers. Have you heard that one? Bloody Fingers. Imagine a little three-year-old going, Bloody Fingers. Got any band-aids? That's the story. Okay. Well, it was funnier when I was three. <laughs> Bloody Fingers. But not unlike today, back in biblical times, uh, the people did believe in ghosts. And, and we know that the disciples <clears throat> went to that uh, default a lot of times. You know, Jesus is walking across the water in the storm, right? And they're like, it's a ghost! We're going to die! And, you know, that's just the default. It's a ghost. And so when Jesus appears to them like that, he said he's coming back. But they're lamenting their faith. The door is locked. Jesus doesn't really respect locked doors, it appears in these stories, right? In this historical account. He goes right through and he shows up with peace be with you, a blessing be upon you. And he asks them, why do you doubt? Can you imagine that? The Son of God coming in, resurrected. He goes, I told you all this. Why do you doubt? My answer would be to him, because it's what we do. It's this, <laughs> what does that mean? Flesh, right? It's this flesh. It's this wretched body of death that I am trapped in. I doubt. And that's not news to him. But he's just calling it out for us to hear and to see and to read and to realize that we're not any different than those disciples in that room. Even though we know the end of the story, even though we know who he is and why he came, we still have doubts. And he's still okay with us. That's not a condition. Well, it is in a way, but then he gives us the ability to believe through faith. We, we serve a God that makes something out of nothing. And faith is a gift. Paul said that. It's a gift so that nobody may boast. Want to compare faith? You can't do that, can you? That's silly. It's a gift. And, and we know that from our Lutheran heritage that faith comes from hearing the word, right? Right? So it's what we do. He knew we were going to do that. And he loved us anyway. And to further, I mean, don't you love it? I have a propensity if I catch uh, a fault within my own family, not necessarily my children, but I'll point it out. And I will actually give a very well co co cohesive argument as to why they're wrong and I am right. And um, the creator could have done that when he came into that room. You guys, you know, come on. But he doesn't do that. What does he do? He says, all right, I'm not a ghost. I'm in a body. You know, ghosts don't have bodies. And just because you still are worried about it, give me some fish to eat. Now, <laughs> I mean, what do they think he's going to eat it and it's just going to fall out? Is that kind of the thing? Or he's going to get, right? I mean, that's a visual. I, sometimes I just think weird, don't I? 
yeah, but you laugh, so you do too. Um, but so he eats fish in a very loving way. He goes, give me some broiled fish in here. Look, check it out. I, I, I'm, I am, I'm here. Ta-da. I told you. Don't doubt. Believe. And so they were filled with the Spirit after that. And that's the promise that he says, I'm going to send that that, uh, messenger. I'm going to send that equipper. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, just as I had promised. And so from that we know that in boldness they preached, every one of his disciples. Did you hear in the Acts lesson this morning that Peter really hangs it out on the line and he says to them oh wow double microphone he says to them about Christ who you crucified he says to them he, he draws the that's not here um, but he, 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 he draws the comparison of you were offered up a murderer Remember who that is, Barabbas, right? And you traded the king, you traded God in for a murderer. He spoke with such authority through the Holy Spirit speaking to him that thousands came to him that day. They, their hearts were broken because he pulled up the veil of their eyes and they could see that yes, indeed, we traded the Messiah for a murderer. We traded the king for a, for a crook. That was then. And this is now. And I'm telling you, we still trade for less. We trade the sin of this world. We trade, we trade the king for corruption. We trade pureness for impurity. We trade a savior for sleep. We're no different. We don't treasure who he is. We don't treasure what he's done as the world looks at this. We don't treasure the completed perfect work on the cross. Oh yes, we do sometimes, but then we look to the side and we go, you know what? Jesus, stay here for a minute because I'm going to go over here and I don't want you to see this. This is not good for you. It's good for me right now because that's what my flesh wants me to do. You know what that is. It's stuff. What stuff do we tempt to do to trade Jesus for some stuff? For a moment. We all have stuff that we trade for the king. We're in need of a savior. We, uh, we just don't realize how good we got it. 
unless we're reminded. And we're reminded in the word. And we're reminded by the, the counselor, Christ, who dwells in us. And yet, this isn't a surprise to the Father. While we were still sinners, he had a plan for us. While he knew that we were going to cheat on him and betray him, he still had a plan. And in our first John reading this morning, what love the Father has for us. He adopted you and and me into his family. We are heirs to his kingdom, not slaves. He promised us that we will live with him eternally for whosoever should believe. That's the contract. Repent and believe. That's the key. Repent and believe and receive what love he has. He has this love. It's called agape. It's unconditional. It's long-suffering. It's full of grace. Agape is loving an object even if the object isn't lovable or loved back. That's his love for us. It's almost alien because we can't love like that. We have conditions on our love, don't we? We do. But he doesn't. His love is never ending. His love is always seeking what's best for us. Always. Even when we say, I love you, Lord. And I, wait a minute, I'm going to go over here and do a little sinning, but I'll be back on Sunday and be washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. We shouldn't do that. Sometimes we do. We're no different. We are no different. We are just like the people that are listed historically in that Bible. We are no different than them. We are sinners in need of a Savior. And that's why we're different than the world. Because we realize that. And that's why the world hates us. Because they hated him. That's why the world doesn't, it, we're fools, we're mentally ill because they did not know him. But by grace, he chose you. He opened your eyes. He caused you to have faith out of nothing. He created faith and placed it in your heart. How? We believe in holy baptism. That through the word and the water and the faith of the one receiving it, that the Holy Spirit comes upon the recipient and lives with him forever. Faith. Word. Holy Spirit. A gift. We believe that by his body given for us, by his blood shed for us, All gifts to us. Nothing we deserve, nothing we work for, and nothing we have earned. By that, we are saved. Why? That no one would boast. 
Jesus doesn't love one over the other, even though I tease people that way. Well, that's why Jesus loves you more. No. He loves us all equally. He came for the whole world. And so we find great joy and great comfort in keeping the proclamation that the disciples did, and that is Christ and him crucified. As simple as that. What does that mean? They preached with boldness that Christ lived. He was born. Christ lived and walked amongst us. Christ died a horrible death and was buried, and on the third day he rose again, and he appeared to many. And his simple message was, peace be with you. Don't doubt, just believe. And that's what these disciples went out and they proclaimed until the end of their lives. And some of them were shortened horribly. We know that through history. And we, being a priesthood of believers, get the pure joy of being able to do the same thing. And it's not work. It's as simple as this. It's the meeting people where they're at, to love them, to point them to Jesus, and not push. Because the message is good. The God that we serve is good. The Son, the Savior, is good. Even when the messengers are not. And that's grace. And that's faith. And we're going to get to taste it in a little bit. In the name of Jesus. Amen.